0: Hello and welcome
2: into the Pick'em Podcast brought to you by Maze Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Giardi here with Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White still here in spirit as he is uh, across the pond. I'm excited to see if when Scotty comes back, he comes back with an English accent. That would be uh, that would be fun little twist on things. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think next week uh, we're due to have Scotty back, but we've got a great one in store for you here tonight. Eight picks against the spread, odds via DraftKings Sportsbook, and uh, taking a look back quick, Vaughn. Last week, Scotty actually won the week. I think his first winning week of the season at five and three. I went even at four and four. You went three and five, which uh, holds my lead. I'm forty five and forty eight on the season. Vaughn in second at thirty nine and fifty four and scotty creeping up on you at 37 and 56 just two weeks left in the regular season Vaughn, what's going on man how are we doing here this evening
1: hey not not too bad uh very curious to hear scotty's uh, european accent as well <laughs> can't wait can't wait to hear i don't know if it's going to be uh you know a little bit of an irish accent or british accent i'm not entirely sure but uh I'm, I'm excited to have him back. Nonetheless, last week was a bit rough. Uh, Scotty took the week pretty handily. Um, he, he had some really nice picks there. I didn't think uh, his uh, Purdue pick was going to hit, nor did I think Clemson was going to uh, cover that seven point spread last week. But thus is college football. Thus is betting. Just hope to get back on the winning track this week.
2: Uh, to your point about Scotty's accident, I think it depends on if he's had more Guinness pints or tea and crumpets over there over the last couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> I I can't wait to hear all of the stories. I'm sure he's had a good time. Uh, but if I had to take a guess, probably a little bit more Guinness than yeah. tea and crumpets <laughs> over the pond. There.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure. Man. All righty. Let's get into our picks here for this week. We're going to start. It's Bedlam, baby. It's Bedlam week. Number two, 22 Oklahoma State. They are seven-point underdogs visiting Norman in the Oklahoma Sooners, Vaughn.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of had to do a double take at this spread because I think that the wrong team is favored in this one. Oklahoma has just been such a weird team this year under first-year head coach Brent Venables. I, I'm going to take Oklahoma State to cover the seven-point spread Now, of course, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Weird stuff happens all the time. And like you said, it's Bedlam. But Oklahoma just isn't right this year. They completely blew that game last week against West Virginia. That's a really bad loss. They're 1-3 and straight up at home against Big 12 opponents this season. So I really think the wrong team's favored in this game. I'm going to take the Cowboys, too, at the at very least, cover the spread, so I'd gladly take them this week.
2: I think that uh, the line is suggesting Spencer Sanders doesn't play, right? And I'm, I'm taking a look on Twitter and doing a little dive in here. A lot of people expect him to play this week, and if he does, uh, Oklahoma State is 100% the side. They're getting a touchdown against a team that's lost to Baylor and West Virginia in back-to-back weeks. You know, uh, I understand they beat Kansas back in mid-October, but they are two and five in the Big 12 here this year. I mean, a lot of work to be done for Brett Venables and company. Oklahoma State, I you know, I know it's been a bit of an up-and-down year for them, but ultimately. Getting seven at Bedlam. And that's the thing about these rivalry games, is we're probably going to see a hard fought battle between these two teams. So a touchdown is way too much. Give me the Cowboys here this week. As we go to the Big Ten, number two Ohio State, 27 and a half point favorites at Maryland, who are completing their annual second half of the season collapse.
1: It's so funny you say that because I have that written in my show sheet that this this happens to Maryland every single year. They look great in the non-conference schedule. They play tough to start the Big Ten season. And then once the calendar flips from October to November, they turn into Michigan's non-conference schedule this year. Uh, So with all of that said, I'm taking Ohio State to win. I'm taking Ohio State to cover the 27-and-a-half. Maryland got absolutely blown out last week against a Penn State team that Ohio State was able to defeat quite handily at Penn State, and Michigan obviously uh, uh, took them to town as well. So I think this is going to be another uh, four-touchdown at the very least win Ohio State this weekend, give me the Buckeyes.
2: Yeah, give me the Buckeyes as well as 27.5-point favorites. And the the biggest reason is not only is is Maryland always bad under Michael Oxley this time of year, uh, but we've seen from Ohio State, and there is a concerted effort to make sure that C.J. Stroud's stats, as we head towards December in the Heisman Trophy ceremony, are stacking up with every single quarterback in the country and trying to exceed them. We saw it late against Indiana last week, still throwing the football. It had to make up for Northwestern a little bit, right, playing in that wind and those tropical winds. Uh, So I think no matter what the score is late, Ohio State's going to be slinging this football around. They want to make sure C.J. Stroud, the counting stats, are looking good by the time early December rolls around. So I think Ohio State is going to put an absolute beat down on Maryland here this week. Give me the Buckeyes, minus 27 and a half. Number one, Georgia, 22 and a half point favorites as they visit Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia here. Having the Bulldogs cover is always a pretty safe bet. Kentucky had a pretty rough game last week against Vanderbilt of all teams. And that game, I believe that game was also at Kentucky. So they lost uh, to Vanderbilt. I mean, just losing to Vanderbilt in and of itself, it could very well be the worst loss that any team has had this season, other than perhaps Nebraska dropping that week zero game to Northwestern. So I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia rolls. This could pretty much be easy money here with this spread. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs to cover.
2: Yeah, losing to Vanderbilt 24-21 to at home last week. That says about all you need to know. And, uh, well, Will Levis, you know, who was somehow uh, projected to be a top-five pick in the NFL, threw for a smooth 109 yards uh, against the, the Commodores <laughs> last week. Um, it, I mean, just take a look at it, Vaughn. Uh, I'm seeing it. He threw for 109 against Vandy last week. He threw for only 170 against Missouri. Was held under 100 yards, throwing for 98 at Tennessee the week, prior. Like, I never saw it with Will Levis coming in, and he's kind of just proven that. I know he's a little bit banged up or whatever, but I mean they just have no chance in this game, right? Georgia's absolutely steamrolling teams. Put a beat down on Mike Leach and company. Um, you know, the 14-point win against Tennessee is misleading because they beat them by a heck of a lot more than 14 in the box score, you know, and uh, could have beat them by a whole heck of a lot more. So, Georgia, they're starting to get on a roll right now. They understand this last couple of weeks of the regular season. Uh, they're going to put a beat down on Kentucky. They're going to win by about 24. They're covering 22 and a half. Give me the Bulldogs here this week. And we We've got number four, TCU, a mere two-and-a-half-point favorites as they head to Baylor. Who is going to show the Horn Frogs any respect in the market, Vaughn?
1: That's what I wrote in my show sheet for this, too. Oh, I mean, it's, the- it's, <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable, Luke. They, uh, they covered last week as a touchdown underdog at Texas. Uh, not only did they cover, they won the game outright. Uh, as you, myself, and Scotty all predicted in last week's Pick'em Pod. Now they travel to B- Baylor, a measly two-and-a-half-point spread. This is ridiculous. The entire country is undervaluing TCU this year. Uh, and I, uh, to be fair, I did a little bit early on as well. But TCU is getting it done on both sides of the ball, and it's kind of rare to see that out of a Big 12 team. They're doing it offensively and defensively. I'm going to take TCU to win. And uh, Baylor's been so wishy washy this year. Wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a 10, 14 point. Uh, game when it's all said and done. So yeah, give me, give me the horn frogs.
2: Yeah. Easy ba- money. Ba- Baylor's been obviously a bit of a disappointment here this year. They have a loss at West Virginia, uh, got beat by double digits to Oklahoma state lost 31 to three, uh, a week ago, man. They're just not playing that good of football, uh, right now. And I know TCU's had a couple of double digit comebacks and everything like that, but I think you pointed it out. The defensive side of the ball, particularly last week, right? I think you know maybe the market saw that they they'd have a bit of a tough time offensively uh, against Texas, which they did a week ago. I don't think anyone saw what they'd be able to do to that Texas offense, and Baylor's offense is much much worse than uh, the Longhorns' offense. So if TCU could bring that defensive performance, two and a half is easy money. TCU is starting to feel like last year's Michigan State team that was just undervalued in the market all year long. You could make a killing on them. That's how I feel the Horn Frogs are here this year. The advanced stats don't necessarily like them uh, a whole lot, but that doesn't matter, man, as long as they keep winning football games, so you're giving me under a key number of three uh, against a mediocre Baylor team, I'm going to take that ten times out of ten. Go ahead, give me the Horned Frogs here this week at a minus two and a half. Four games in, we've got four to go, and before we do, I want to let you know, support for the Pickup Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, because, well, I mean, I don't know if it's fall anymore, it feels a little bit wintry here, but we want to make sure you're good to go uh, for the holiday season, and that That's the thing, too, is that we're giving you 20% off at free shipping. This could be a great gift, the Platinum Package 4.0. It's everything you love in the Performance Package. I'm talking the lawnmower 4.0, Body Trimmer, the Weed Whacker. Uh, You've got the, the deodorant and the toner, but you're also getting some great shower. Stuff, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have Aluminum-Free Ultra Premium Deodorant. I mean, it's all coming in one package, and we're giving you 20% off in free shipping. All you have to do is go to Manscaped.com for that 20% off in free shipping using promo code MNB20. That's MNB20 at Manscaped.com. Start thinking about the, uh, the holiday season a little bit here as we roll into our last four picks here this week on the Pick'em Podcast. We've got Iowa, who's playing pretty good football, but they're traveling to Minnesota, and the Gophers, three-point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Iowa, you you kind of said it right there. Iowa has been playing some pretty good football as of late. They've been kind of impressive the last couple weeks. But I am going to roll with Minnesota here. They're the home favorite. It's only three points. I think they can get the job done there. It's going to be a really cold game, a really cold evening there in Minnesota. I think they start that game around like 4 o'clock. So by the time uh, this one ends, it is going to be dark. It is going to be cold. Uh, which sets up very well for Mo Ibrahim to uh, run all over the Iowa defense, which I think he's poised to have another uh, really good game there. I I would not be surprised if this is like the lowest scoring game of the week. It could very well be like a a 10-3 to or 10-7 to game. Would not be shocked by that. Just a hard-nosed Big Ten football and plenty of defense. Uh, But uh, I am going to pick Minnesota. Uh, to cover the three-point spread, I think they can get that job done for sure.
2: You know, it's interesting. You just laid out all the reasons I'm taking Iowa. It's going to be cold. It's going to be dark. And in those elements, I'm rolling with the defense 10 times out of 10. I'm taking a look at what Iowa has done. 24-10 Twenty-four to ten uh, against Wisconsin last week, and that's a Wisconsin team uh, that can run the football a little bit. They could not run the football on the Iowa Hawkeyes a week ago. Fifty-one total yards rushing, one point six. Yards per carry uh, for the Badgers. I think Iowa's going to be able to lock up Mo Ibrahim. And, you know, you take a look at what they've done lately. You know, beat down Northwestern 33-13. Held Purdue to three points. Held Wisconsin to ten points. That Iowa defense... It's legit, legit, and at times we've seen this Minnesota offense really struggle, just 20 points uh, against Nebraska, put up 17 against Penn State, 14 against Illinois, 10 against Purdue. I think they're going to struggle a little bit here this week against the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are SP Plus's top defense. Give me the Hawkeyes catching three points as they visit Iowa here this week. For our first pick, that is different here this week, Vaughn. So one of us uh, getting a game on one another here. We've got a big match. What's that?
1: I said, I said, finally we picked something different here. It's like me and Scotty from uh, <laughs> earlier this year.
2: <laughs> oh, we've got a monster matchup. Actually, a monster two matchups in the Pac-12 that we're going to be picking back to back here. We'll start in Eugene with number ten Utah visiting the number twelve Oregon Ducks. The Ducks three point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, the Pac-12 is certainly the most interesting conference in college football this weekend with these next two games that we're going to pick from here. I'm going to take Utah to actually cover. Uh, they've had Oregon's number, especially in the two games last year in the uh, regular season and then in the Pac-12 championship there, where they they just flat out embarrassed the Ducks both times. And I know last year's Utah team and last year's Oregon team, completely different. Oregon's got the new coaching staff. I, I totally understand all of that, but I do think Utah is in... Uh, for some, uh, uh, not really revenge, but just continuing what they've done uh, over the last year or so with Oregon. That game for Oregon last week kind of uh, put a damper on their season. Not really a ton left to play for at this point. They definitely are not going to get into the college football playoffs, so they're pretty much playing for a Rose Bowl, which at this point, as much as I love the Rose Bowl, it's kind of just uh, chump charity at this point. So I will take Utah to cover. And uh, potentially win this game outright.
2: Uh taking a quick look at it, uh Oregon still has a yeah, there's they're still playing for a Pac Twelve championship here, right? This is gonna be a big game uh that that is kind of going towards that. They take the, the top two out in the Pac twelve, I believe. Yes,
1: it, it yep. is it's very much like the Big Twelve where they yeah. just take the top two. So yeah, they can still win the Pac Twelve championship, but there, there ain't no way the CFP committee is going to put them in
2: yeah yeah so but I I am I think last week was an eye-opener for the Ducks a, a little bit you know it was a tough game uh they had their chances to win that football game against Washington just couldn't quite do it but I think it was an eye-opener right they were rolling they were rolling a Washington team that was struggling a little bit came in uh and you know they were able to do things on on offense that Oregon hasn't really allowed in, in quite some time so I think Oregon gets back on track under coach Lanning here you you know, defense obviously is his calling card and I think he's going to have a little more success against Utah who is playing fantastic football there's no question about that uh, over the last couple of weeks 45 to 20 against Arizona two weeks ago 42 to 7 against Stanford uh, last week but Oregon's got a score to settle from last year like you mentioned uh, and, and Bo Nix still playing at a high level even in a loss last week so give me the Ducks to cover three at home against the Utes and then in the other I mean this is pretty much a couple of semifinal games in the past. Pac-12, which is uh, pretty amazing. We've got number 7 USC, two-point favorites as they visit rival number 16 UCLA in the Rose Bowl.
1: Luke, you know how much I love my home dogs, so I'm going to take UCLA here. This is certainly my uh, home dog pick of the week. UCLA, they're uh, 2-0 against the spread this season when they are an underdog at home. USC, in their last seven road games, 2-5 against the spread so not very strong in that category they've had some really strange games this year too usc has and their defense has kind of been a little shaky recently um i i know that they pretty much shut out colorado last week after that the weird start to the game it was like three to two at one point it was like very strange uh pac-12 football is weird sometimes but i am going to take ucla to cover and honestly i think ucla wins this game i think they end the Pac-12, uh, I guess any chance that any Pac-12 team gets into the college football playoff, I think USC really is the final team that the CFP committee would allow in. If UCLA wins this game. Uh, USC is as good as dead, and so is the Pac-12. Uh, and honestly, I like UCLA at home, so give me the Bruins.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, my biggest question is, is, can either of these teams get a stop in this football game? You know? Uh, UCLA and UC- USC, their offenses are awesome. Their defenses are utterly atrocious, man. And when it's a game like that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rely on betting the favorite. I'm just, you're just gonna give me the points because it's gonna be a good old fashioned shootout. Whoever has the the ball last is gonna win this football game, and I'm gonna side with the, you, you know, the team that gets me points instead of having two cover points, you know? I, I mean, that's that's kind of my thinking on this one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of stops in this football game. UCLA is at home, and they're catching plus two. Go ahead, give me the Bruins here this week, because it is going to be a good old-fashioned shootout. And finally, we've got Illinois, who, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we thought, man, this is going to be a good test uh, for Michigan, a little top 25 battle then the Illini have uh, pooped their pants a little bit over the last couple of weeks, so we've got the Illini eighteen point underdogs coming to the big house Saturday.
1: Yeah, pooped their pants indeed, man. I was hoping to get big noon kickoff at Ann Arbor one more time, but Joel and uh, Gus—they uh, you know once Illinois lost those two games, they thought otherwise. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Michigan to cover eighteen points. I think that's certainly doable. Uh, especially with the questionable status around Chase Brown for Illinois this week. If he's unable to suit up, I can't see Illinois really uh, putting up much of a fight, especially on offense defensively. They're really solid. They've got one of the better run defenses in the country, Uh, but uh, Purdue, they just kind of uh, took it to the house uh, this past week and Michigan state the week before they've really kind of faltered the last couple of weeks. I'm I was high on Illinois before, but uh, heading into this matchup, it's uh, it's really tough for for me to pick Brent Bielema's team at this point. I think uh, after this game, they'll certainly be out of the Big Ten West Division race, and uh, which which has certainly been one of the more strange and and roller coaster rides of a, a division uh, that we've seen in quite some time, uh, definitely in the Big Ten. But yeah, I, I think uh, JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum, all those guys. I think they're able to. Uh, kind of continue what they did last week against Nebraska, pass when they have to, run down the throats of their competition, and I certainly expect another pretty good game from Blake and those guys. So I will take Michigan to cover.
2: Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with Chase Brown. Obviously, it changes things a little bit uh, if he plays, but ultimately, I feel like this game is going to be very similar to the Iowa game right like these are two very very similar teams illinois a little better offensively with chase brown is in there but that defense is legit uh th- in that cover 1 defense that they play michigan against bad defenses uh, their receivers have struggled to get separation they've been they've struggled to consistently throw the football really going to have an issue against one of the top pass defenses in the country against illinois i think they'll run the ball uh, just fine But 18 points is a whole lot when you're playing a team that's similar to Iowa, like I think this game is going to be. Iowa would have covered that, albeit with a late touchdown. But Illinois, like I said, a little bit better offensively. I think Michigan's going to be grinding out a victory uh, here this week. So 18, a little too much, a little too rich for my blood. I'm going to roll with the side of the Illini here. And uh, unfortunately, Vaughn, we do not have uh, Scotty's picks in here this week. We can't update you on those, but we will let you know uh, next week how he did.
1: Yeah, well, uh, preview alert here. He went 0 and 8.
2: He's done. Uh, <laughs> I'm not
1: accepting his picks. He didn't get them in on time. So uh, to hell with Scotty. Too He's many Guinnesses. <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll 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 put them in at some point, and he'll probably do better than both of us. Yeah. That's how it'll go.
2: Uh, well, Vaughn, before we let you go, man, where can we find you on social media?
1: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. I'll be at this uh, Michigan game this weekend, so I won't be tweeting much because, again, their Wi-Fi is trash at the big house. But uh, we'll be tweeting definitely plenty. The week after so follow me at Vaughn underscore
2: Lozon you can follow me on Twitter at Luke Giardi L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I make sure to follow the Maze and Brew Twitter page as well at Maze and Brew please subscribe rate and leave a review for all of our shows we love to hear from you and we love the support uh, that you give us a lot of good stuff coming up here the rest of the week and of course big week next week so uh, for my partner Von Lozon I'm Luke Giardi and we'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.